Hey, it's Brian K. Vaughn, and you're listening to Chris's Comics. Welcome to Chris's Comics. My name is Chris, and this is a podcast about comics. With me, as always, is my co-host, punk rock pirate time lord, Mr. Jay Bidette. Hello. That nearly went really to shit, didn't it? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> it was perfectly professional. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> we are we are on the on the cusp on the, on the very teetering edge of all our tech falling apart but somehow we're still going like a trundling old like whenever you see in any kind of like sci-fi film where they get the really old gadget out and somehow it beats the new gadget that's what we are right now we're like the, the old at-at being used against the brand new star wars whatever vehicle that is incoming where the old guard's still working yeah, I mean, I don't know what your setup is like. I mean, maybe we should take a picture and I, I'll post it on the Instagram or something. Yeah, I definitely. Have. Currently, I've I've got my <laughs> my Blue Yeti microphone, which is like you know a, a top top line mic that you use for podcasting. I've got it balanced on a cardboard box in front of me <laughs> to stop the uh, hum from my external hard drive. Because it's so old and uh, full of <laughs> shit that it sounds like an aircraft taking off. So if I have my mic on the desk, it picks up that. So I've got to elevate it. Um, but rather than doing it professionally and having it on a clamp or something, you know, like like I should, mm. I've got it balanced on a cardboard box. <laughs> Let me. I'll just. I'll take a picture. Actually, you take one of yours as well, and I'll post it. Later when we've wrapped up, yeah, yeah, I've got. I'm. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I've got a very similar balancing setup with a similar mic. So yeah, we'll, everyone will see how how shit our lives actually are. It's it's a yeah, kind of like a metaphor for our lives in general. Everything's just a balancing act at the moment. <laughs> it is fall apart any moment. <laughs> I mean, I'm balancing so, very uh, wrongly because at the moment, as we uh, as we discussed before coming on, that you're oh. You're right, fella. I'm fine. Can you still hear me? Oh, bollocks. I might have found the problem. Oh, really? What is it? Um, I just noticed on my phone, because I'm using... It, it, traditionally, I don't get signal in my house... That well, I ha- I I get I use Wi-Fi, um, not all the time, but I just I do, and it just I've realised. What network phone, are you on, by the way? That's irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I, uh, I have I have proving a point I'm, from years ago. <laughs> have, it's, 
No, it's my house. It's my house because if I go outside my house, I'm fine. It's something. To, and the phones I I use before, I actually blame the phone more because the phone I had before <laughs> did get signal. You will blame everybody. You like you know who you like? Justice gods. You're blaming everybody apart from the real problem. You can't see it. <laughs> well, you're so, it doesn't matter. You're so because... loyal, loyal to your your cult. Well, the Wi-Fi has gone in the house. So that's what it is. It was the Wi-Fi. So in fact, we're being able to do this thanks to how strong the connection is now on my O2 <laughs> SIM. Fucking hell. Are we really going to trust O2 to carry this podcast? <laughs> It'll be fine. Honestly, right. I've only used, Famous last words. using the Wi-Fi. I, I use the, in fact, I only use the Wi-Fi really when I'm in the bathroom or the bedroom in the living room. I don't need it. And I'm in the living room now, so I just leave it on for simplicity. Okay. Um, so well, should, should we, we... St- start the whole thing again? Well, no, I can't be asked. I'll just I'll leave all this in as well. I'll just <laughs> you just edit it around it. It's it's just going to be the shittest start to an episode ever. <laughs> but um, yeah, let's just let's just do it. Oh, We're on. here to talk about comic books and not our problems. <laughs> This is the escape that we have from the world. So, yeah, comics. Let's do it. Um, speaking <laughs> of, <laughs> can we? Sorry, can we just? Can we go back to? I want that to be the new thing. Can it be Chris's comics and then just a picture of you saying comics? Let's do it. <laughs> I just let's do. It. That's such a terrible like. You know, like how like when like when priests try to be down with down with like. <laughs> the streets, you know, like, hey kids, you know who else is cool? God. <laughs> Comics, well, let's do it. Speaking of uh, intros, is that's a really weak segue, but have you listened to the new episode of Comic Crit? Not Comic Crit, fuck me. Uh, Nerd Nerd Underground. Underground. No, is it on? Is it on? Because uh, it, it only went on iTunes, didn't it? Um, let's have a look. Well,. No, it went. It only went on the website or something, and then the host, the hosting service. And then I asked if it was on iTunes, and they said not yet. But then it came to iTunes, so that's when I listened to it. Um, I don't know what else it's on right now, but um, yeah, I'm not going to spoil it actually, um, because you just need to listen to it. <laughs> we'll talk about it on the. Oh next yeah, episode. no, it's up. It's up. Enter season two, episode thirty-seven. Oh, so they're doing legacy yeah. numbering. Yeah. Okay. I guess. I, actually, I don't even think they're counting the episodes of Comic Crypt. No, I don't think they are. They went for a while. Yeah, they're not. But, yeah, shout out to the boys over at Leal Legacy and Nerdcult Underground, Phil Mouse and Jay Leal. Um, great episodes. Nice to see you boys back. It's a nice, uh, nice comforting sound in my ears. In a time of need to hear you Unlike guys. Unlike this so, yeah. fucking horrible ship stain that we're doing, we're... Honestly, <laughs> Jesus Christ, we're ten minutes in and we still haven't even talked about comics. <laughs> it's all right. Half of that is just silence where we're like, can you hear me? Are you there? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're going to have a catch-up episode. We're just going to talk about the latest books we've been reading from our pull list. So, um, I mean, I've got three piles here. Um, Have you been the doctors about it yet? What? Have you been the doctor about it yet? (laughs) 
<laughs> no, don't worry. I've got some uh, anusol cream for that. <laughs> that's that's no problem. Um, no, I've got three piles here. I've got books that I've read that I kn- that I know you haven't and won't read. <laughs> this sounds like my mum when she had to like put food out. <laughs> she goes, "This is this is food for you. This is food that I think you might like, and this place is food that I know you will not eat." So that's <laughs> and. The second pile is books that I've read that I know you haven't, but will read and don't want me to talk about or mention. Good. And books that I've read that I think you haven't read, but may read and don't want me to talk about, but I want to mention just in case you've forgotten or don't know about. Okay, that seems like a good Does that make sense? category. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> so, I mean, I thought the safest place to start would maybe be um, bringing in a segment from your old show, Undead Comic. Uh, what's it fucking called? Undead Comic <laughs> Undead Cast. Comic Cast. <laughs> I keep getting that mixed up with Comic Crypt. I just that was the whole I'm point. Such a, I'm such a fucking old man. I just keep getting words wrong now. I feel like <laughs> I'm broken. So how about we bring back the Drop Zone? Oh yeah, the Drop Zone. Should, should we talk about the Drop Zone? Do you want to explain that to people that might yeah. not have listened to your old show? So the drop zone, what people might not know one did. The drop zone is essentially what it sounds like. Comics we dropped this week or this month or in in betwixt the times that we'd last recorded and now. And we just talk about why we dropped them as well. Um, did we, yeah, so we did a drop zone last time, technically, didn't we? Because I think we talked about Miles Morales' Spider-Man. Yeah, well, I hadn't actually dropped it at that point. It was you that had dropped it. Yes, um, dropped it but now so I have. hard. Miles Morales is in the drop zone, unfortunately. Um, as soon as I saw that like clone saga thing come in, I was like, "Fuck that!" Exactly. <laughs> I'm not touching that with a shitty stick. <laughs> so yeah, I thought this is a perfect time to drop it. Sad, really sad, because he's a fantastic character, and it did actually start off strong that series. I don't know what happened. I mean, I know the art suffered. That was a big part of it, but. I do feel like it just went off the rails story-wise and script-wise, which yeah, is weird did. because it's the same guy, Saladin Ahmed. You know, I just don't know what happened. I feel like he's been pressured there. I've, I, I, I think he, uh, he's been pushed into like do do something mega. To I oh he might have just had a singular story like for like a good fifteen issue story, as it were. And maybe didn't think he was going to be kept on. Maybe they said, you can do it for 15 and then we're going to move on to something else. And they've gone, actually, can you stay on? He's like, uh, uh, okay. Kind of like how I feel Nick Spencer was with Ant-Man. Like, I feel like he definitely had a big story to tell. And they went, oh, can you can you do another run? And he was like, uh, I, I guess. Because when you read that second Nick Spencer run, it's, it's okay. But it's nowhere near that first one. And it definitely feels like thrown a bit together in comparison to how well crafted the first run was yeah i agree but yeah that's that's something i've dropped and the other thing that i've dropped is amazing spider-man oh have you finally you finally dropped it i've yeah i followed in the footsteps of ben allen and uh well, of all the greats before you, this is where we should have like a montage of people. We have show Ben Allen, uh, Jay Leal, the original one. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't have a feel about yeah, Jay Leal. Spider-Man. He was the OG. He dropped ASM before he even read it. <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> he did, essentially, he did. 
<laughs> Field Mouse is like, if she wants, good man, she'll check it out. He's like, nah. <laughs> no. And little did we know. Yeah, I, ju- I just, um, I can't do it anymore, man. I just can't. I, I don't, <clears> and it's so sad because Spider-Man, you know, Peter Parker is one of my favourite comic book characters of all time. And it's been a long time since I've stopped reading an amazing Spider-Man run. And I just don't have the energy to do it anymore. <laughs> like every time a new issue's out, I'm like, I really don't want to read it. So I'm not going to put myself through it anymore. And if you're continuing with it, I'll just find out what happens from you, I guess. Yeah, but just let me I be am, the fucking canary in the, ca- in the cave. I am I'm genuinely sad about dropping it. And every time I see a new issue, I'm like, oh, should I... Should I go back on it again and just catch up while I still can? Uh, because it's Amazing Spider-Man. And I'm just like, no, no, I'm just... I just can't do it anymore, man. It, it reminds me, honestly, I, I, I know what you mean, because I do seem to, like, put them... I've got this massive stack that I've not r- read yet. If you go to my Instagram, JB Comic Blog, um, that, you, there's a picture. I've never had a stack that big. Chris will attest that I, like, I always read. Now, I've been busy, but that's that's... That's not the point. The point is, though, the bottom of the pile are all the Spider-Man ones because I'm putting off reading mm. them. I'm just putting... I'm getting them still, but I'm just putting it off. And I feel like when I approached it, it reminds me of when I used to be an Everton fan and when I would go <laughs> and watch a match. It's just like, I know I'm going to be really disappointed, but I can't not because I've got to support Spider-Man. <laughs> so, oh, but it's, Well, it's... I mean, I, I... Yeah, I dropped it. And I was like, right, well, I need some Spider-Man in my life. I need to get some Spider-Man book. So I got non-stop Spider-Man issue one. I heard that was shockingly and bad. It was, it was, it was shockingly bad. <laughs> and it's in the drop zone after one issue. I mean, does wow. it count if it's in the drop zone? If yes, of one course it counts read? because you obviously bought issue one with the intent of them buying the rest as they came out. So, of course, it's in the drop zone. Yeah. yeah. yeah like so how I, I had a... Um, what was it? Deep Beyond was in my drop zone a couple of episodes ago, and that was only one issue I bought. Yeah, so another person that didn't enjoy it was huge Spider-Man fan, Rich Watkin of um, Not Katie's. Oh, yes. Um, and he he fucking he loves Spidey. He reads everything Spidey. And so for him to disprove of this, let, let me just find the comment that he made on my Instagram. He said... Uh, I had to stop reading it. It was chaos. Everything was hard to follow. The writing, the art. I had to squint to work out what was happening. And I almost never say this. The lettering bothered me. Not good. So, yeah, I totally back him up on all those points. Um, The art is by Chris Bacalo. Do you recognise that name? No. Should I? He did... Uh, not really. I mean, he did an issue of Amazing Spider-Man a while back. It was like a really weird, uh, not a one-shot, but it was one or two issues that he took over from. It was that weird, uh, was it a lizard fight? And the lizard had, had like a family. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. The art, the art was really weird and jarring. Like, Yeah. Um, I mean, he's a really renowned, you know, respected artist in, in his industry you know he's on Deadpool at the moment I think um, and I do really enjoy his older work when he was on Generation X one of the X-Men books from back in the day like I really liked his stuff there but his newer stuff is just it, it's way too abstract and I just can't 
figure out what's going on half the time. Like, I'm all for, you know, simple, you know, uh, lines and and trying things a bit different, but I don't want to have to study a page when I'm reading a book to work it out. Do you know what I mean? It should mm. be, like, fluid and enjoyable, like, not migraine-inducing, you know? It's just... um, it doesn't float my boat, man. I mean, you've um, just—you know what? You've you've reminded me. I haven't. Um, I didn't get the uh, Spider-Man Spider Shadow number one. I'm literally just ordering it now while you're while you're on the phone. Yeah, that's on, that's on my middle stack of stuff that I've read that you want to read, so I won't mention. I'm lit- <laughs> literally confirm, and that has been um, ordered. Issue, issue two comes out this Wednesday. I I've think. just ordered that as well. <laughs> oh, cool, cool. I am nothing if not thorough when it comes to this. So how how many yeah. comics I've not read? I'm very thorough. Uh, I'm just looking at my issue one, and I've bent the front cover. That's so annoying. Um, did you just get the regular covers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I just got the regular covers. Um, but no, I I mean I've not got a drop. It's not a drop zone, but it feels like a drop zone. Fucking ordered Daredevil. Um. Number twenty nine, I think they're up to now. To level twenty nine, and it was a really nice Electra piece. And because it was the, I think it was the only comic I wanted that week. I don't know why there was just nothing else. I thought, well, you know what? I normally spend about ten pound a week on comics. Let's use that budget and get one of these nice variant covers. So I ordered for like nine quid the this one of Electra with no titling on. It's just Electra, and it's a really good. Oh, it's a virgin one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, that'll be lovely. Ordered that. And then I uh, got a thing off. Let's see where it's up to now. Uh, off the, what do you call it? The seller saying, yeah, you'll be getting that in, let's have a look. I'm fairly certain I'm getting it in June. It's like, well, well, hold on. Why? Why in June? I thought you said you had it. Why have you not? Why have I got to wait until June? <laughs> Here we go. No, it's not <laughs> Virgin. Bollocks, it's not the Virgin cover. Sorry, but it's I'm, it's a total framer. Order details. Yeah, let's see where it is. Dispatched. Oh, it has been dispatched. So it has left, but for some reason it's it's not still due to arrive here till June. So I don't know if Daredevil himself is bringing it, and he's just <laughs> fucking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, so so you've read the last one, issue twenty-eight. Yeah. Uh, but not not the new one, obviously. No. So it's it's kind of held you up in your tracks in reading the new issue. That, well, yeah, a hundred percent. So I've been mostly, and what's been more annoying, and we'll go into stuff. Drop zone's gone now. Of stuff we've been reading, as you've been seeing. Oh, it. I've got what I've got. Oh, one have you got another one? Zone. No way. What else have you dropped? Um, homesick pilots. You know that image comic that I was really stoked on. That I said was like a cross between. Power Rangers in The Shining. Oh, yes. Um, the one that Fieldmouse recommended. Now, I was really enjoying it until issue four, where it's just got too silly now. It's got too too much Power Rangers and not enough Shining. Like, right. issue four was just like one big mess of a fight scene, and it was just like hard to decipher what was going on. It was like non-stop Spider-Man, really. I'd, I couldn't work out what was happening, and I just... I just didn't enjoy it at all. I was just like, that's that's just fucks. Because, <laughs> you know, it's gone in a direction that I didn't want it to go in. I wanted it to be more of like a a subtle, mysterious, kind of creepy book. And now it's just this 
just like a, a mess, really. So, yeah, oh. that's on on the drop zone, unfortunately. No, yeah, you've not had much luck, have you? Whereas I'm on, I'm on the now the uh, the pickup zone. So, oh no, I've sorry, I've got more drop zone stuff to talk about. <laughs> Bloody hell, we're meant to be talking about right. comics so, that we like and we love, and so far it's been well, we can't even get a connection problem, to talk. The problem is there, JB. Is the stuff I've liked and loved and I'm carrying on with. You haven't read, so I can't talk about it. <laughs> okay. All right, fair comment. I deserve that. <laughs> I'll take it. Right, so did you read Alien, issue one? No, because I didn't have any faith in it. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Okay, that that's surprising, because I know that you love the franchise. Yeah, but I... Or should... at, least, at least the first two... The films, the first right? two films, we we don't know the third no, the third film, um, and then oh man, the third one I watched the other day. Yeah, why would you do that to yourself? Because I don't think I'd seen it before, and I fucking hated it. <laughs> I was just like, because Aliens is so good, it just undoes it all on... the work of Aliens. Yeah, exactly. It finishes it on Aliens finishes so strong on such a high. You know, she rescues the girl. And and Bishop's there, and she's got the dude, I've forgotten his name. And it's like, fuck, that's a really strong ending, that's awesome, you're riding this high. And then Alien 3 starts, and it's just like, everyone's dead, that's it. And it's just like, what? Yeah, it might, it honestly <laughs> might as well fuck? be have said directed by Rian Johnson, because it's just like, just it's comes just... in and undoes all the work of the film before but what, it. But what I don't understand is, like, um, what Sigourney Weaver like produced it. So she she was on board with like these decisions, and I just can't understand it. Oh, like, Sigourney Weaver needs to step like as much as like I respect her for that franchise. She did get too involved with it, and at the end of the day, she wasn't the creative mind behind it. And yeah, she just shouldn't have been as involved as she was allowed to be because yeah, Alien. So what's the next one? Alien Resurrection. Alien Resurrection, and then... I don't. I don't think I've seen that one either. Oh, you're in for it. Didn't you say the guy from Corn was in it or something? Oh, mate, Alien Resurrection. It's good just because of how bad it is. It well, it can't be much worse than Alien Three. No, Alien Alien Three is like show. it's. I feel like Alien Three is an ugly looking film that doesn't really make any sense. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah, it's so unappealing to look at, and the way it's shot. And man, that CGI alien that was just so terrible. <laughs> Whereas oh my Al- God. the Alien Resurrection is definitely inspired by uh, Blade and The Matrix haven't come out, so you can kind of <laughs> right. you can okay. like there's things happening, but in, it's like Alien, but instead of having creepy music, it's going like bow, but dun, 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 yeah, it's terrible, but it's good. Terrible. That's fine. Th- that's a bit of fun. But Alien Three had nothing going for it whatsoever. Oh no, it's awful. Like when when the I mean, it, off to a bad start when like the dog gets like ripped apart and <laughs> you know, I was just like, that's horrible. That's really horrible. I hated that scene. I was like, oh man. <laughs> I mean, we're on a tangent here. Well, are we on a tangent? I mean, it's... let's talk about Alien, the comic book. Yeah, go on. Which. So, actually, that's the reason why I watched Alien 3, because apparently it's set after Alien 3. Ugh. It doesn't matter, because it's not at all. It's got nothing to do with um, any of the Alien films, really, apart from... It's got um, aliens in. It's the... Well, it's got the Xenomorphs in, and it's got the, the company, the Wayland Yutan, Yutani, is that what they're called? Um, and 
yeah, drop zone straight away. It was in the drop zone before I was even halfway through it, really. Um, So it's written by Philip Kennedy Johnson with Salvador La Roca on art. Um, And it's, uh, it's Marvel's first crack at the Alien franchise. You know, since they acquired the license from Fox mm-hmm. after Disney basically bought Fox. So, um, yeah, the Xenomorph, she's now simultaneously both a Disney princess and a Marvel supervillain, <laughs> essentially. I like that. Um, I actually do like that. But, yeah, I I mean, this was, this was hyped, you know, because it's like a big deal. You know, Marvel Comics, Alien. Okay, that's cool. So I got... Uh, the Patrick Gleason variant cover. I don't know if you saw it on my Instagram, but I love the cover. It's it's the same guy that's been knocking it out of the park with all those minimalistic Spider-Man and Venom. Oh, covers, I think it did. Know, Hold web- on, let me go over to your the webby ones. But is it on? Is it, oh, it's not on the podcast. So, it's on your personal. Is it? My personal at Chris J Wakefield. If anyone wants to follow, let's have a little look. Oh God, yeah, that cover's gorgeous. That is actually really gorgeous. Yeah, I was like, I've got to have that. So. um so yeah, I was stoked on the cover, and there was actually 35 variant covers for this issue. Yes, there was. There was a lot. So there was a lot to choose from, um, which I thought was a huge number, until someone on the comments on this comic book app that I've got said, that's nothing. Star Wars number one had 98 variant covers. What? <laughs> so that is just insane. It's just getting out of hand now, this variant cover gimmick. Um... But yeah, this issue one was really bland, boring, and slow. Um, really sn- slow, like nothing really happens. You sure it wasn't a Prometheus than... comic? I've, you know, I've not seen Prometheus. Well, it's all those things you just described. It, what is it? Is it a prequel to Alien? Yeah, or what? yeah. I mean, to be to right, be fair, right. to be fair to uh, Ridley Ridley Scott, um, he kept everyone was saying like, "Oh, it's an Alien prequel," and he was like. Well, it's set before Alien, but I don't know if I would call it an Alien prequel. And then, like everyone was going, yeah, 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 but you're doing Alien though, aren't you? But just like a prequel, it's like, well, it's kind of its own thing. It just, it's in the Alien universe, but I, I wouldn't really call it an Alien. Like, don't, it's best not to think of it like that because you'll just be disappointed. And everyone was like, okay, yeah, yeah, sure, but it's, it's an Alien, it's an Alien prequel. And everyone went to see it and was like, hey, this is like, this for an Alien prequel, there's not really any aliens in it. This is bullshit. And it got slated, and it's, it's it's if you go into it that it's not an alien film, it's okay at best. But I still don't feel, yeah. I still don't get why he felt felt the urge to to make it. Uh, it ties in wonderfully with the first film. You should if you've watched Prometheus, you should watch the a- first alien film first, then watch Prometheus immediately after, just so you can understand and get some things. But it didn't. It didn't need to be made. It could have been. It could have been a comic. It could have been a comic, and it actually probably would have been better as a comic, an ongoing series. It might have been a comic. It kind of rings a bell. No, I don't think. Um, I think Fox, Fox wouldn't have. Um, I'm going to do some research here. I don't think Fox would have thought. Fox, are yeah, stupid so, assholes. I mean, they don't know what they're doing. This this book was just bad. Um, it had weird art. Like, everybody looked like mannequins and everything just felt so flat and uninspired. Just no emotion. Even in the tensest scenes, when people like shouting at each other, it's like the depiction of the characters as if like 
you know, if I say if I told you to make like a an, an angry face and then took a picture and then drew from that, do you know what I mean? There's no mm. like, there's nothing behind it at all, and there's lots of strange shots in it, like where the all the anatomy is all off, and there's like limbs that are too long or they bend in strange directions, and these aren't the xenomorphs I'm talking about; these are humans. Oh. Um, and uh, I mean, the only saving grace was the coloring in it from guru fx that was good but everything else was shocking um i did a bit of research on this issue and this is interesting actually i'm going to send you some images over but basically excuse me the artist salvador la roca has been under fire for effectively tracing xenomorphs from images of toys by um, previous artist Tristan Jones, who did work on the franchise before it came to Marvel. Um, So basically, this guy has been, like, Googling alien stuff and just, like, ripping it right off there. Oh, send me... Go on, (laughs) let me see. Doing, like, a bit of Photoshop work. And uh, it just looks really awkward and staged. Um, I'm going to send you some over. Can I send it you... Why should I send it you on... I'll send you on Skype, right? Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, how do I send a picture? Uh... While you're doing that, to be honest, <coughs> I found out there was a Prometheus comic. Dark Horse did it. It was only it was yeah. one. It was a yeah, single. It was so. only a single issue though, and it looks horrible because it looks like they tried to make it part of like a four issue series. One was uh, hold on. Where is it? It was. They did Predator, then Aliens, then Alien yeah. versus Predator, yeah, and then Prometheus. I, I got those ones. I I got the Alien and Predator, and it was called like Fire and Blood, Life or and Death. But how on earth do you do a, 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 a one continuous story through Predator, Aliens, Alien versus Predator, and then Prometheus? That just that's irritating to look at. That I don't like it at all. I mean, Alien because uh, um, Aliens aren't. And Predator aren't really in the same universe. Not really. It's never truly been confirmed. Predator shows signs that aliens are in their universe, but aliens never show signs that predators exist in theirs. So I've sent you some things over on Skype chat. Can you see those Let pictures? Let me see. I've... Skype chat. If you click on the chat bit. Chat, I, um, am I not in the chat bit? I thought I was. But... Or maybe it will be still. It's only because I'm recording on it that I have to click on that. I can't see. I can't see a goddamn thing in this chat, Chris. Oh, hold on. Oh, oh, hold on. Yeah, stuff's going through. Let's have a look. Okay. Right. Cool. Okay. What am I looking so, at? What's number one? So effect. So effectively, he's like, he's googled like alien spaceship or alien like um you know like corridors or whatever. And he's just like, he's totally just taken the Google image search, popped it in like Photoshop and just made like a real bad like collage of stuff. Can you see what I'm I'm, I'm showing you here? And this, uh, this woman alien, who we don't really know, he's just totally ripped off from a, I think it's a yeah, game Diablo. called Diablo. Yeah, I see that. It's like... It's so bizarre, man. And this guy's been called out for this. Like, it's really obvious what he's doing here. Um, 
And it's quite, I mean, f- for me, like, I think it's quite an embarrassing thing for Marvel to have, like, you know, the Marvel Comics debut of, of Alien franchise, um, you know, to come to this. I think it's a poor show. Mm. Like, I, you know, it... Oh, the more I look at that I Diablo mean, thing, the just, more it, I really, truly see it as well. Can you see, like, the, the corridor thing? I don't know what else to call it, but, like... He's literally just taken that image. Um, no, he has. Maybe I'll put these on the Instagram so everybody oh, can yeah, see Oh, yeah, no, what he really has. About. I've literally, if I flick between them, dead fast. Yeah, holy crap. I mean, you know, I'm all for, like, people using reference shots for, you know, their artwork, but this is a totally different yeah. thing. It's just, you know, it looks really, really obviously just ripped off. And if it wasn't for, like... Google image search and Photoshop. This guy wouldn't have a career. Like <laughs> he was on Star Wars apparently, and I mean, yeah, okay, with Star Wars, you need to do reference stuff because you, you're depicting like actors and and things like this. Um, but it just feels so stale and lifeless when you you've got no. This guy's clearly I know, got no. I know what you mean. No creativeness to him at all. Um, I mean, I read reviews of people saying about this book, oh, it could be worse. And it's like, yeah, but it could be a hell of a lot better Yeah, that's as well. not the point. You're missing and the point. Like, you know, a Marvel Comics debut of the Alien franchise was a huge thing to me. I mean, it's just disappointing. And it just adds to my argument that Marvel Comics editorial just don't really care about the quality of the content that they're putting out right now. You know, the... The books aren't the money makers to them, you know. The film and TV are, and I just feel like they've lost their way. It's you know they just they need like a Jeff Johns or a Jim Lee at the helm. It's a total of three sixty, you know. isn't it? On uh, not three sixty, it's a total one eighty on how it used to be. Because remember back in the day, superhero movies were bad, but the comics were great. Now the, the, the yeah. movies are great. Comics ain't that aren't really good. Aren't that good? To be fair, the <laughs> movies great. Comics yeah, bad. It's so uh, <laughs> I mean, they need somebody. I, I mean, just at the helm, you know. I mean, I'd even take like Scott Snyder to come in at this point and reinvigorate them and do something. You know, they just feel like they've been like rudderless for the past couple. I'd of years. like to see Al Ewing do it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because he's see that. good. Because of his. Because one, what he's done with Hulk, he's very good with like horror, but like this style of horror, like all about the spooky kind of sci-fi, weird, creepy side of horror. Like, t- t- yeah, you know, what is what is Hulk? If not, he can just, do like, like mature stuff well. Yeah, I'd, I'd like, and also he does Guardians of the Galaxy dead well, so he's got a good grasp of like space mm. and and the the enormous city of it and what it can, what it can be like. So I think he, he could totally rock. Al Ewing should totally do a, an Aliens comic. Yeah, so he, he can do, like, grounded stuff, but also cosmic stuff. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, exactly. Which you know who else does need. that well? Tom who? fucking Taylor. <laughs> I want him at Marvel. Speaking well, about get... Tom Taylor and Marvel... We are getting like, him at Marvel. Yeah, say yeah, that again. No, I know what you're going to say. You're going to talk about that, what happened to this, this comic that we were previewed on Free Comic Book Day. Yeah, what was it called? Dark Ages. Whatever happened to that? Right, that I'm was meant. Do... Yeah, that was, on, that was meant to come out in autumn last year. Hold on. But Marvel. I think DC have pulled him over to the dark side. 
because he tweeted something the other day saying I'm going to be like writing loads of stuff for DC, like a lot more things for DC. So I'm thinking, have they got him? And he's a freelance. He he bats for both sides, doesn't he? So I'm thinking, have DC got their claws in and they're kind of pulling him to their side? You know, because he's doing he's doing Nightwing, he's doing Batman the Detective. He's just announced he's doing a new Superman book, which is going to be Son of Kal-El. So it's going to be focusing on John. I'm stoked on that. I'm pulling the fuck out of that one. <laughs> pull with it. Um, yeah, that's straight on the pull list, that one. Can't wait for that. Uh, but yeah, I'm just wondering like what's what's happening with Tom Taylor. I'm trying to... Trying to we're, not, we're not the only people asking this. I, I've just typed it into Google, and the first thing that came up was people asking what the fuck has happened to this comic where is it gone yeah because uh let's have a look well uh, yeah 15th of july was the last time they done yeah it was it was a free comic book day preview wasn't it it was at the back of a book that no one gave a shit about was it at the back of the x-men one yeah or something like that yeah it was x-men it was at the back of the x-men one it was gonna yeah. be the next big event and yeah. but it, it was gonna be a non-canon event. It was. It's going to be set on Earth six one six one six. What the fuck has happened to this comic? If anyone out there knows, um, Tom, if you're listening, what's happened to this comic? Because I'm sure he listens to this. Because maybe he's like Field Mouse, and he likes his ego getting stroked, and he likes hearing himself <laughs> getting mentioned. Because there's not an episode that's gone by where we don't lick Tom Taylor's asshole. <laughs> And you know another person who we we lick their asshole, Chip Zdarsky. Yes. Um, he uh, there's rumours of him doing a Justice League book, which would Ooh. be sick. Yeah, I think anything he touches. What was quite funny last night? I was at a garden party, um, which is a British way of saying like that we were just drank in someone's yard, and um, that's for the American fans, um, and. All the band were talking about like what comics were really good at the moment, and they started talking about D- the Daredevil comic. I-, I bought them, and they were. I was like, "Yep, that's Chip Zdarsky. What a guy!" And then uh, one of the guitarists went, "Oh, you know what? I've just read uh, Spider-Man Life Story. That was amazing." I went, "Yep, Chip Zdarsky. What a guy!" <laughs> and 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 then uh, Eve went, "Oh, because someone was talking about we're talking about uh, indie comics." And Eve went, "You know what's a, my a good comic? Uh, Sex Criminals." And went, "Chip Zdarsky. What a guy!" <laughs> he, just, drew, he drew it though. He didn't. Yeah. Write it. Oh, he drew it, but. Yeah. His his drawing is to like some of those pages as I explained to them because I did say he draws it, but there's clearly some points where he's been given direction, like he, like that page where rather than show them having a breakup, it's just panels of him doing cocaine on the phone to uh, Matt Fraction, who's explaining what's happening. I think so I let me turn some... on let me turn on light. It's got dark here and I can't see. Fuck all. Hang on. Um, co- COVID is you can the... vamp for a bit. Oh. Guys and dolls. Um, yeah, it's COVID by the sounds of it. It's slowed it down. Um, oh, my God. I've also found some amazing tattoos of uh, X-Men characters. Right, I'm back. Interesting. Uh, yeah, COVID, mate. COVID. COVID, that's what people are saying, that it's just pushed the creative team back, unfortunately, on doing it how they want to do it, which I think is odd. Because I feel like a lot has still come out, but yeah, maybe whatever. they're just—I mean, yeah, Marvel. Oh, man. 
that's some good casting. Someone's put um, Henry Cavill as Null. Like, actually edited him to look like, and it's like, shit, he could be Null. Thing is, right, I've always said this. I've, I, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of Henry Cavill, and I don't like him as Superman. I think he could play a villain way better than a good guy. Well, yeah, because one of the best parts in in the Justice League film is when he's Superman gone mad and a bit bad. Mm. And it... <laughs> no, best but, uh, parts. Best parts. Best, I mean, I'm using air quotes. <laughs> yeah. but, let, right, let, let's let's move on. Uh, the last <laughs> thing in my drop zone, the last book, which segues right. perfectly into stuff that you've read, right. is Silk. Silk oh, issue one. dude, why 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 you got to do this to me? <laughs> now look, I'm I was stoked for this. I like the character. You know, this is the first time we've had a Silk book in four years. Mm-hmm. Series two wrapped up in 2017, uh, yep. which I didn't actually read. I only read the first one, which came I out in 2015. I didn't finish um, series two because it just got. She basically became a criminal for Black Cat, and I didn't. I just yeah, didn't like the story. I, d- I, I mean, I read I didn't the first. Do it. The, the first one because it ended with going into Secret Wars, didn't it? Yeah, which um, it was a really then, nice way to end it. And then it after, I mean, Secret Wars just completely rinsed me because I bought everything because that was such a fantastic event. Did it uh, though? So I think, or didn't didn't that other event rinse you really? Because rinse implies that oh event. convergence. Yeah, yeah, you got convergence yeah. as but, well, mate. I mean, there was there was loads of stuff that came out of Secret Wars that I was picking up. So Silk just must have fallen by the wayside um but yeah i didn't pick that pick that up i enjoyed the first one though uh so it's written by robbie thompson and stacy lee did the art and it was a really nice looking book as well i really enjoyed the art in that mm-hmm. um which is uh yeah more than can be said about this one uh i mean i mean silk we've seen her since 2017 she's been like sprinkled into other random spider books as like yeah. a background character She's been in like Spider Verse and Spider Geddon, mm-hmm. and most recently she was in the Last Remains arc in Amazing Spider Man. Yeah, uh, but I don't think she even had a single line of dialogue. Uh, she definitely had dialogue. <laughs> she definitely had dialogue. Don't be daft. She definitely had dialogue. Well, she's she been was, very she in, the in the background for the yes. past four yeah. years, basically. So yeah, I was stoked on this. I mean, but yeah, I mean, it's written by Maureen Goo. And the art is by Takeshi Miyazawa. Um, but I just thought it was a really weak first issue. I didn't like how it was written. I didn't like the art. And I just found it really underwhelming. And I was disappointed. I mean, I'm surprised you don't like the art. Because I feel like the art was... I loved the art. Because it reminded me exactly of how the first series was drew. It was that style. No, it, it didn't have that kinetic energy. And that magic of Stacey Lee's art. It. No, it it did nothing for me at all. I thought it was real, like real budget looking. Like it reminded me of some of the newer Miles stuff we've been seeing. Well, well, from like Natasha Bustos, you know. Right, uh, like this, this this is going to get me talking about a lot of issues now, um, because I think have, have you ever you you I don't know if you listened to that um, Nicolas Cage Superman episode we did of Talk Nerdy to me. Of like, what if, what if? No, because I've I've never watched that documentary. So until I've watched it, I'm saving that episode for a, a rainy day when I've watched that, and then I can listen to you guys talk about it. Well, one of the things that comes about from that is Kevin Smith. It's a famous 
speech by Kevin Smith. Someone says, tell us about your time working on Superman. And one of the things he brings up is some crazy director dude who is insistent on putting a, making, uh, making Superman fight a giant spider because it's the most dangerous animal in the animal kingdom. You know, pound for pound, size for size. If you were to face a spider your size, you would lose. Um, and how Kevin Smith just couldn't get past this guy wanting to put a fucking giant spider in the film. Anyway, film collapses. Years later, Kevin Smith goes to see Wild Wild West. What shows up at the end of Wild Wild West? A giant, a giant fucking, fucking spider. That guy was on that film. So no. determined, right, to put this giant fucking spider in this film, right? Now, the reason I bring this up is I think someone at Marvel is currently going, you know what's really cool? Giant cats. Because in issue two of Silk, the bad guy is a woman and her her other bad, the other bad guy is a giant cat. And I mean, it's giant. It's like 20 foot tall and it can talk. It can walk on its hind legs. Uh, it looks like an Egyptian cat, but it's it's just fucking. It looks like does a lion it walk cat. like an Egyptian? It, well, hey, <laughs> um, but also then I just read Captain Marvel issue twenty seven, and she has to go and fight uh, giant space cats that are <laughs> uh, flying around the city that have flown in from another dimension. I was reading, going, what is with all these giant cats in Marvel? As someone as, as <laughs> someone in the office bought a cat, and everyone's like, it just goes around the office, and all the it, people oh, sit in there. You know what else? Go it's on. not Marvel, but DC. Oh no, that's not a cat. That's a dog. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I was going to say Marvel. I can see you playing cat say, um, dog fucking, before. The, I was going to say the dog in Nightwing. Well, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a fucking that's a dog, not a I, cat. I think I might know where. Move, moving along, where I've ever said anything. If, uh, just thinking though, you know how you asked me like, why is uh, Captain Marvel the Sorceress Supreme? I've not read that well, issue. Well, I, did, I, I didn't ask you why. I just said, is it good? Because it looks good. Well, I haven't read that issue yet. I haven't read that issue yet, but I've read the issue before. And I mean, are you going to read that, or do you want me to just tell you? You can just tell me. I just I was curious because I, I might just buy it and just read it as like a one one. Can I do it like as one shot? Or? I don't know. I'll read. I'll read this twenty eight and find out. But in issue twenty seven, um, Carol Danvers hooks up, proper hooks up with Doctor. She get, literally goes for a bit of strange. Doctor Strange love. Yeah, she's had some Doctor no Strange way. love. I never would have paired them together. It's What's actually... happened with her and fucking um, Sam Wilson? No, no, she was with... Actually, no, that's not her. That's fucking... That's Jane Foster, what am I talking about? Yeah, you're thinking of Rhodey. I'm getting cats and dogs mixed up. Uh, and Thor and Captain Marvel. What is going on? <laughs> and Falcon and War Machines. So, yeah, she was with... She loves Rhodey. Oh, God, yeah, that was a, that was a total... That was terrible of me, because they're both black men. How awful. I don't really think that's... like a total prick. <laughs> I don't think... I think you just generally... What about her and that black guy? <laughs> um, yeah, she... She's left him, but she didn't want... It's, I think it's a stupid reason. I'm kind of a bit... I don't know how I feel about it. She went into the future and met Rhodey's child by accident, and Rhodey's child... It is not is not her. She's not the mum of it. That's all she knew. Doesn't know who his mum it is, 
but she knows it's not her. So when she came back to the present, she just doesn't see the point in being with Rhodey. Now she knows that he got, he ends up with another woman and has another. Yeah, that's that's bullshit. Does she not know about alternate realities? And, right, like, like <laughs> honestly, honest to God, there's so much. That's mi- weird. So she dumped him, um, and he doesn't really know why. And he's refusing. She's refusing to tell him, um, but then she just went and went to a bar. She was debating having a drink, and Doctor Strange came in the bar and stopped her from having a drink because she's got the same problem Tony has. She's an alcoholic. Um, and then they just hit it off and talk for hours and hours. And and it's actually... The banter between the two of them is very good. Like, he's... Hold on. Rewind. Carol's an alcoholic now. I didn't know that... Yeah, I'm glad you've said this. I, I think in a previous story, Carol Danvers has, has an alcohol, alcoholism issue. Because uh, they it just put it plain as day. Like... She's just got. Well, a, I never knew that. She, um, yeah, she she buys a bottle of whiskey at a bar and just sits staring at it, and he comes in and catches her, and he go, he goes to he pours her he goes to pour it, and then he goes, oh hold on, you're not allowed to touch this stuff, are you? And she goes, I'm not really meant to, no. Uh, and he goes, oh right then, and t- changes it to salsa water, just like with his magic, just goes bam, salsa water, and she's like, yeah, thanks, that costs fifty dollars. <laughs> The opposite of Jesus turning water into wine, <laughs> and then Doctor shagging Strange you <laughs> turn whiskey into water. Um, so yeah, but it's 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 good. It's going back to like classic Captain Marvel for me now, where she's just having it. But I do feel like I do wonder, like, does her story always have to be centered around recently about what's that thing they call it when all the women are, are, are written to just their entire lives about men? Bechdel test, I think it is. Yeah, it's something. Um, th- there's always uh, a man in the conversation, or it's about the man. Or yeah, it's just... basically never a moment where two females appear on the screen and discuss some, some, something that doesn't concern a man. Yeah, and Kelly Thompson is failing, yeah. failing this hard, and I, I notice it a lot. That's disappointing from a female writer as well. Yeah, I mean, I kind of feel like. I feel like that's the only reason I'm letting it go is because it's a female writer. I'm like, right, if she thinks that this is, like, the right story, then I can at least feel like it's being written in, you know, like, it's been written in good faith. It's not been written out of a lack of imagination or to think that she needs a man. You just want... Your genuine, innocent idea of a story is she gets dumped and she goes on the rebound and... That's it. Oh, okay, we'll have that. But yeah, because of course, of course, that that's re- that's realistic. That happens. That's not you know pandering to anybody. There, that is a realistic storyline to happen in a woman's life. You know, <laughs> that does happen. You know, uh, but one one thing's for sure is uh, Marvel Studios aren't going to be recreating that in the, the movies anytime soon. With the uh, you know they stayed well away from the demon in the bottle with Tony Stark. You know they made it more of a PTSD thing. Yeah. Um, with, with the anxiety there, so yeah, they won't be, they won't be touching that storyline with a shitty stick. <laughs> no, def- no, definitely not. But uh, I, I, I get- mean, going back to Silk because we've, oh, we've yeah, diverged Jesus, from yeah. that greatly. Um, I mean, where it missed the mark for me was the thing that made her interesting and different in the first place wasn't there anymore because she's basically just a female version of Peter Parker 
you know, she's got the convoluted backstory with her parents. She's got the spider powers. She's now essentially got the same job with the same boss. You oh, know, you dick. Why have you J. done Jonah this? J. James is there. I mean, at least give her something different, you know, stick her in like, you know, I know she's got to be like near the news and what's going on with the crimes and stuff. So, you know, put her in a police station with a new boss or something else, you know, like a crime scene investigator or something, you know, like do, give her like um, a Barry Allen job, you know. Like well, do a, you know what? I came up with a really good story for Daredevil. Like, I think for uh, Matt Murdock should, in for some reason, end up becoming uh, a judge. And that changes mm. him. That changes him because rather than he be on the side of the defence, he now has to judge. And that can kind of... Oh, yeah, that's sick. I like that. That can play into his Christian, Christian beliefs of, like, ju- you know, judging. Then also, he starts looking at himself like, does Daredevil judge people? Because he ju- uh, he's the one who basically, you know, goes and apprehends people and whether they're deemed innocent or guilty by the law. And yeah, I just think if there's a way they could make it so he becomes a judge, that would be really Have sick. Have you just come up with that? I was just like brushing my teeth and thinking about how much I like Daredevil and thinking like, mate. what would be... <laughs> so every day? Then. Oh, mate, every day is Daredevil for me. <laughs> uh, is that when you when you brush your teeth, that's where your mind wanders to every day? How much you love Daredevil? <laughs> oh, yeah, dude, it's so it's so bad. It's, it's just, I don't know... I don't know what it is, but that, that is going to be my next tattoo. Like, my, my you, first tattoo. You need to get, I'm telling you though, you need to get Chip Sadarsky on the blower. You know, tweet at him or something. I might just idea, tweet him that. That's fantastic. I might tweet him that. But, yeah. Totally, man. I think that's a great idea. But anyway, going back to Silk. But you're know, ruining Silk for me now Daredevil. because I just realised, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Jesus Christ, they have just gone, we'll just take the Peter Parker story. Uh, with chips, yeah, please. Yeah, it's really lazy, man. And even her personality was basically the same. Like, I know she was bitten by a clone of the spider or whatever, but she's not meant to be a clone of Peter. You know? Yeah. It just, I, I, I was really disappointed, and the thing that made her cool in the first place wasn't there anymore. You know, they gave her an interesting backstory and origin, and they somehow have just managed to undo everything that made her unique. And they just turned her into paint-by-numbers, generic leading character in a teen book so i was i was disappointed um are, are you gonna carry on with it now i know you've read issue two. Oh well i'll, I'll at least carry on to see where it goes because i am kind of i feel like even though you've just slightly ruined it i need to know what the fuck <laughs> this giant cat's about okay that's fair enough stick around for the giant cat yeah i can dig it um some i tell you what something i can talk about that I know you definitely won't read that I've been enjoying is X-Men Legends. Um have you heard about this title? Sorry, I just fell asleep then. What was that? <laughs> as soon as I mentioned X-Men, so yeah, I said X-Men Legends. I think you may have fallen asleep for the, the second part. Of it's that. my trigger word. <laughs> <laughs> so it's an all new anthology series, and it's basically like two issue story arcs of essentially gap fillers between classic 80s and 90s X-Men runs, which is just perfect for me because that's all I consume anyway. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm, I listen to two podcasts um, that they strictly cover all of the X-Men spin-off books from the 90s, and uh, like New Mutants, Excalibur, X-Factor, Exiles, Generation X. So as well as my pull lists... 
my monthly books. I'm reading old X-Men books all the time alongside it so I can listen to these awesome podcasts. Shout out to the podcast, by the way. They've got some great names. Uh, one called Excalibros, yeah. and the other one is called The Cable Guide, which is just fantastic. I love it. Um, but yeah, this book, um, I'll tell you what, I'll read the synopsis because it's great. All new tales starring your favourite X-Men, spanning classic eras. Break out the yellow and blues, fire up the danger room, and snap on your pouches as legendary X-Writers return to classic eras of mutant superheroes in all-new, in-continuity stories set during their favourite fan runs. Fabian the Seater kicks off the series with a special saga of Cyclops and Havoc, as the Shi'ar return to Earth in search of the Forsaken One. But what secret will the Summers Brothers uncover, and how will its revelation change what you thought you knew about the X-Men? Get ready for a story decades in the making, and come back each month as we dive deeper into expanding the X-Men mythos. Welcome back, legends. Hope you survive the experience. Just gave myself goosebumps. That's what it's all about, man. Fucking... I love it. Um, so yeah, the first two issues um, is uh, what's it set in between? So it's on the 1991 run of X Men between issues 39 and 40, and issues three and four is set on the 1986 run of X Factor between issues 42 and 43. So it's like, and what's cool about this is, man, the the writers from those original runs are returning to like flesh out and explore ideas that they didn't get a chance to do or, you know, like, tying up loose ends. Mm. So it just feels right. That is a right. cool idea, to and be like, fair. Hey? That is a cool idea, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and even even the art looks like it. You know, they've they, they've got, like, people that can draw, like, 90s-looking X-Men and 80s-looking X-Factor, and it's just sick, man. It's just, like, proper nostalgic trip. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm digging that at the moment. Um, I'm probably best talking about that with Field Mouse because uh, we'll be able to dive into that. Um, but yeah, that's um, that's it for me, really. Have you got anything um, else you want to mention? Well, I don't know. I was just more concerned about the time. Yeah, we can wrap it up if you want, man. I was just thinking about your end as well, but we can. Um, we'll do another episode soon, considering how. If I don't know how you're going to edit this, you say you're going to keep in all the technical issues we had at the beginning but you might you might listen back to it and might not and it might end up being like a very short episode so if anyone's listening we'll end up we'll try and squeeze another recording in very very soon sooner than we normally do um yeah no worries man um do you want to uh plug anything then just the usual stuff go to talknerdy.uk and just go and visit go and look at all the stuff that's on the and just go to the Facebook page and the social media of, you know, at Talk Nerdy UK and just give us a follow and a like. Yeah, so just at the moment, we've got nothing, nothing. I don't want to say nothing new because then there's no reason for people to go. But I've got no, well, we, I we, haven't got a major We do event. have something new that we've recorded, but we're just waiting on guys to edit it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's my triumphant return to the Talk Nerdy to me podcast, right? Yeah, but I was going to, okay. We're doing this now. No, I was, I've I was gonna, spoiled it. <laughs> I was going to do like a really big reveal, yeah. But, but to be honest, it might come out before this comes out. To be fair, so yeah, actually, oh, you, yeah, <laughs> I've, I've just lost. Oh my well, place. me and JB did a review about Invincible, the cartoon. 
that that was good. That yeah, that's it really. <laughs> and yeah, look look out for that on the Tottenham to me feed. It's very hard for British people to big themselves up. We do struggle. Oh, uh, let me tell you something dead embarrassing. Talking about bigging yourselves up, um, you know, like on well, you won't know because you don't have Apple, but on iTunes and Apple Podcasts, there's like a place where you can rate and review. Mm-hmm. And I always say at the end of this podcast, go and give me a rate and review on Apple, you know. Um, now, I didn't realise this until recently, but there's two different like ways you can view the ratings and stuff. Mm-hmm. And on my app, on my Apple Podcast app on my phone, uh, when I click on it uh, and then get going onto the show uh, and then go down the bottom for rating. So my rating on that is 4.5 and there's only two reviews on it. But if I open that up on my computer or on like a browser or something, it's five reviews and it's five stars. Now, the reason for that is that one is um, like it's the country. So it thinks that I'm in a different country on my browser, on my, on my computer. So that shows mm. up all the ratings and reviews from America. Right. So I've got like a review from Nerdcore on there, all five star reviews. Brilliant. But on mine... <laughs> is um two reviews and it's a 4.5 as an average one review is from rich watkin gave me a four star that's perfectly fine you know great but the other one is from me now i gave myself a five star and i reviewed it not knowing that it would plaster my name all over it and i basically said like oh it's dead good podcast funny and entertaining with a knowledgeable host and all this shit and it just says next to it, Chris Wakefield. And I don't know how to delete it. <laughs> so it's just there forever. So please, if you're in the UK, do some reviews on the Apple Podcasts app and please get rid of that somehow. I don't know if you... if you, The more reviews you get, maybe it bumps mine off. It might. It will, yeah, it'll go all the way down. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> oh... But yeah, go and do that and go and follow the show on Facebook and Instagram at Chris's Comics Podcast. Chris has two S's. And you can also follow my personal account on Instagram at Chris J. Wakefield. And also go and follow me on Goodreads if you've got that app. You can keep up to date with all the comics that I'm reading, all the X-Men books if you're into that, if you're a, if you're a mutie. Um, yeah, just type in Chris Wakefield in the search bar and you'll find me on there. And you can also follow Man and JB's T-shirt account on Instagram. So we post our joint collection of T-shirts. That's Talk Shirty to Me on Instagram, and there's underscores uh, between each word there. Um, yeah, so I think it's your turn now to post a T-shirt, dude. It is. Yeah, I'm off tomorrow, so a shirt will be posted. Do not worry. Woohoo! <laughs> So yeah, that's that's about it. Thanks for joining me, dude, and thank you everybody for listening. No worries. And um, we'll we'll see you soon. Yeah. Over and out. Bye.